1: Listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio.
0: You heard it.
2: I'm RJ, and it's Tuesday. Now, listen. A lot of talk shows, sports talk. Tuesday is kind of a slow day. No, no, not in Vegas. We're finishing our recapping, including Monday Night Football, what we learned, and how we can benefit from that moving forward. And we already, already are giving picks out. For this weekend Fez you had your early release last week and boy it was like it was like you had the almanac from back to the future we'll be talking about that and you have your early release at the end of this hour also bottom of the hour Michael Lombardi joins us great NFL insight and I mentioned Fezic here NFL expert also Brad Powers college football expert with all the college knowledge. And this is the promise I make to you guys each day. If you bet on sports, you cannot afford not to listen. And every sports fan will enjoy what the others are missing. And we're joined each day by the voice of the fan, Jonas Knox. That's
3: right, RJ, and each day we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So we must start with the Vegas perspective on the biggest sports story of the day. Patrick Mahomes passing the test. The Kansas City Chiefs, a four-point win in Denver on Monday night.
2: Yeah, and I tell you, Jonas, that passing the test is right, because we know Mahomes had an amazing start to the season. The Chiefs did, too. Now, we can debate how much is Mahomes, how much is the schemes of Andy Reid, how much are the extraordinary playmakers of the Chiefs. I'm not sure what the splits are, but I think those are the three big factors. But what we know is Mahomes hasn't been or hadn't been in a standalone night game with the brightest of the bright NFL lights. We also know he was never yet in a situation that the Chiefs had to come back late. And Fez, I think by all accounts, Mahomes passed two additional tests Monday night.
4: Big time, down 10 in the fourth quarter in the altitude of Denver. And he just engineered two magnificent drives.
2: So, right now, 1 to 32, we always ask this question. 32 NFL teams, 1 to 32. Where is Mahomes ranked today? Today, meaning, let's say if you had a game this week, who would you want quarterbacking before Mahomes?
4: We want Aaron Rodgers. Mm hmm. Tom Brady, still, I believe. Okay.
2: It's getting close, though. All right. And then the list gets real short. At Drew Brees. So you, so it's a reasonable conversation. A guy with five starts under his belt is the fourth best quarterback in the NFL. It is. So, Jonas, from the fans' perspective, does that sound right?
3: It sounds about right to me. Uh, he put on a show last night and made some of those throws across his body, some of the stuff that he was able to do. I don't know how many quarterbacks in the lead can make some of those throws. He was fantastic. And to your point, on a big stage, standalone game – passing multiple tests in a big division rivalry game like that. He was awesome.
2: You know, my job is to get questions answered. To me, defining what the right question is, is the first step to ever getting the right answer. And I've been asking this question to everyone I know. And we asked it last Thursday to Greg Cosell, who should know. And I'll ask Lombardi the same question at the bottom of the hour. How in the heck did this guy go 10th? Explain it to me. Because it was the same draft that Trubisky went second? Am I I remembering this right? I, I get, I mean, like, I don't understand. It's one thing a guy like Dak Prescott plays better than you expect, and you say, hey, I still see his limitations, but they don't seem to matter. That's what they said about Dak. Well, as the years have gone by, maybe they do matter, and we've seen other quarterbacks like that. Kaepernick. Remember the narrative? Oh, Kaepernick! Kaepernick is somebody that should have went not wasn't a first rounder, but then when he was playing well, taking the team to the Super Bowl. Oh my gosh! How didn't they draft him in the first round? Oh, now we see why. And for not talking the politics or anything, but rather physical limitations on the field. What in the heck were Mahomes' limitations?
3: I actually wonder if this was more about him coming from the Big 12 than anything else. That people couldn't get it through their minds that a Big 12 quarterback could have could take what he did in college with the air raid offense, and that it would work in the pros. And Andy Reid in Kansas City spotted it. Kansas City's GM had an eye on Patrick Mahomes for years, and Andy Reid knew about him because he would throw him videos or shoot him some videos, some YouTube clips, and say, hey, check this guy out. I just don't think anybody thought a Big 12 quarterback could really do this at the NFL level.
2: You know, Jonas, I think that's a very valid point if it were like the fans predicting how well someone would do. But, and again, you're in L.A., you're around professional sports teams more than I am, but I follow this stuff pretty closely they're measuring how long each quarterback's pinky is. They're measuring how far they can throw in the wind and the rate. If you just look at the intent, the tools, you know, in baseball, five-tool player, if you just look at the measurables, where, where's Mahomes' limitations there? He doesn't have any. So, <laughs> I mean, we saw Bradford go number one from Oklahoma, right? My, I'm remembering that right. The Big 12. Yeah. Right? So... Brad, you're looking at me like I'm speaking another language. No.
5: Baker Mayfield, too. Yeah. The Big 12. Well, that's
2: a good – there you go. Wow. Now, there we go. Like, they look at – who has better physical tools, Mayfield or Mahomes? Jonas. Oh, Mahomes. Okay. And they both played in the Big 12. Yeah. And they both played in some new-age offense. Yeah. I'm just, that's what I'm saying. It's,
3: it's, it's, it is. It is bizarre. I, I I don't know why teams didn't see this or or what they you know didn't what they thought he couldn't do. Maybe they thought he was too reckless with the football that he would that he would throw across They his love body.
2: aggression typically, right? Because they figure ultimately they're going to figure out when not to make the throws, right? They don't like the dink and dunk guys usually,
3: right? Yeah, I mean they're safer. <laughs> Look, Hugh Jackson like Tyrod Taylor because he would be safe with it, and then he turned the ball over a couple of times,
2: and it was like, oh well, I guess I better go with Mayfield. It's just since quarterbacks have become so important, you see anyone with any potential picked in the top five or seven, even if it's a flyer. I mean, look at it. I mean, compare Mahomes to Josh. Correct me if I'm wrong. Josh Allen. Oh, wait, it's Rosen that went 10th, right? Mm -hmm. And Josh Allen went 7th. How do you compare Josh Allen with Mahomes? I'm not talking about this year's performance. I'm talking about all the things that lead quarterbacks to be taken, isn't Mahomes clearly the better prospect? I'm not talking about what we've seen this year, right? That's hindsight. Also, by the way, guys, I'm R.J. Bell. This is straight out of Vegas. We've got an extra wise guy at the table. He'll be shining in our next block when we talk college football. His name's Ken Thompson. He has a take, though on
6: this Mahomes situation? RJ, first off, it's Texas Tech. It's not Oklahoma. So you look at Mayfield first because it's a a, a storied program where Texas Tech has always been that program where they're just trying to get up in the upper echelon there of the Big 12. And the way that Mm. Mahomes played there for Kingsbury, reckless abandon. So I think a lot of general managers looked at and said, that's great for college. You may be able to keep your team around for a little bit, but in the pros, you're going to get crushed like that. And he's just defying the odds right now. And he's better than a lot of us thought, except for Kansas City.
2: Boy, Ken is coming strong. (laughs) Brad, you better be ready for the, the college debate. All right, let's finish up with this game. So passes the test. Fez, you do the rankings, the Vegas rankings in the NFL where do you have the Chiefs right now?
4: The Chiefs are currently number three, just a decimal point behind the New England Patriots, who are number two.
2: Number three, three for the Chiefs. And you got the Patriots number two. I always like to add ask, we asked him yesterday, the voice of the fan, Joan, is Kansas City, New England, neutral field. It's pick them. Boy, it's got to be 80-20 money on... The Chiefs. What do you think, John? Yeah,
3: a little recency bias here, but yeah, I go with Kansas City. I would take them on a neutral field.
2: Okay. I bet a lot of people are like, "I want." where's that green button? I want to bet Fezzik <laughs> on that on that hypothetical matchup. Uh, let's talk line moves, Fezz, because speaking of the green button, it, uh, <laughs> it didn't go so well for you. <laughs> now, we have a rule, and if you don't know this, it's important. Anytime one of the pros has a pick, it can be faded by us pressing a green button. Anyone else at the table, and it's an automatic $100 bet. Now, when someone has what they think is a bad beat, we give them one second for every $10 they lost. So, Fez, you decided to go 200 with me. We bet the money line, too. You you know, kind of Mr. T in Rocky three when he said, I got a lot of more, I got a lot of more. You just wanted more and more, Okay. So you've got 20 seconds to make your case about the bad beat on your Denver plus three and a half.
4: So I got Denver up 10 in the fourth quarter, and they're the team that's had three out of the last four games at home. Kansas City, five of seven on the road. Kansas City's the team that should be sucking oxygen. But no, it's Von Miller and Denver that's sucking the oxygen. They're the ones that are running out of gas. I got to tell you, this was not a bad beat. I actually bet Kansas City live minus 130 on their final All right, drive. Time's up, time's up. Yeah,
2: who wants the It's like we're going to have to that. cut his mic. Yeah. Wait, I mean, that's sad. It's sad. But thank you, the $200 bill. Thank you. Here, can you hear this across the nation? <laughs> that's two Benjis, baby. Real quick, though, Jonis, he mentioned Denver and the altitude. You were watching the game, and, and you were surprised about how Denver was struggling in the second half.
3: Yeah, in, specifically Von Miller looked uh, hunched over on the sideline. He looked gassed. He looked like he was the one who was playing a road game in Denver early in the season. We've talked about the altitude advantage that they have there early in the season. That surprised me, and I think it it, it illustrates how well Mahomes played late. They couldn't get a hand on him. He moved well in the pocket. He made throws on the run. And Von Miller, surprisingly, was gassed out later in that game.
2: Yeah, I think Denver is probably still a little overrated. You look at Keenum last year in QBR, number two. Keenum this year, number 29. They They've played three of four. Denver has at home. Altitude early in the year helps typically. Not really helping these teams. And they've had three coin flips, the Broncos, and they've won two of them. They lost this one. They've won two of them. I'm looking to fade the Broncos moving forward. Not every game. And one last thing, guys. Get the best number. If you had bet Kansas City, or check that, if you had bet Denver, what did it open at, Fez? Yeah, Denver was plus five most of the week. Plus five. If you bet it late, uh, didn't go so well. <laughs> the wise guys were with Fez, and once again, RJ's got the money. <laughs> when we come back, it's an extravaganza of college football. Ken Thompson, Brad Powers, including the most overrated team in college football. Compared to the associate, Associated Press poll.
3: That's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox, and this is the pregame show you always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Straight out of Vegas!
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. We'll compare
7: rates for you so you get a great deal. Even if it's not with us. Saving you time and money. Now that's Progressive. Call or click today.
2: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas.
3: And I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will talk about the top of the college football poll and a harsh truth about several teams.
2: Every day we bring Vegas straight to you. Right now on the Strip, 84 degrees, and the neon is gushing. Guys, let's get to college
3: football here, where we've talked about the dominance of Alabama and how historically great this team could be. But the other question that needs to be asked, what about the teams below Alabama? Is this a subpar year for the other contenders at the top of the college football poll?
2: Yeah, I mean, Jonas, it's all relative, right? We've debated and will continue to debate how good Bama is compared to some of the all-time great teams. We'll see if Bama wins it this year. Obviously, the clear favorite. But Brad Powers, with all the college knowledge, but with Ken Thompson here, we'll have to see another expert in college. If you look at Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Clemson, that was the big four that you expected to compete for the title, correct? With Absolute, Alabama.
5: Absolutely, without question.
2: Looking at those four with Notre Dame as the wild card, has any of them been upgraded since the year started? Meaning, before they had played a game, any of those, we'll call them the second four after Alabama. What you thought before the season started compared to now? Have any of them been upgraded? Are any of them better than you thought?
5: No. Uh, and the closest would be Georgia, and they're pretty much flat compared to what they were. Maybe slightly better, but I was down on Georgia uh, more than most just because of all the personality. All right. So,
2: Georgia about the same, OSU about the same, and Clemson Way OU worse. about the same, yep. and Clemson clearly down. Absolutely. Significantly. Several points, at least a field goal. Okay. Now, let's... Wait for a second about Notre Dame. So, Ken, do you agree with that? Meaning I
6: do. So no one's up for you amongst the second four? No, and I. the reason I would give Georgia the nod against Alabama if we had a scenario is just they're SEC and they're familiar with Alabama.
2: So when you say the nod, you mean you would have Georgia winning more than half the games against Bama or having just any chance? Having any chance. Okay, that's a debate. Yeah, me... When you say the nod, you mean... Over the other number the... Oh, twos. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and you've got – who do you have number two in your power game? Georgia, Georgia so, right now. So we're both of you guys are saying Georgia has the best chance because, one, they're in the SEC together, and there's not the, the, the fear factor.
5: Yeah, and who knows, you know, Nick Saban more than Kirby Smart is right-hand man for eight years. And obviously, in that title game a year ago, Georgia clearly wasn't outmanned.
2: Now, here's the thing. Tell me the scenario, and Jonas, jump in – if you've got it, tell me the scenario that Georgia and Alabama makes both make the playoffs.
6: Well, I, let me just jump in first because it blows my mind, R.J., that this happens and that it continues to happen in college football. Now, Missouri and Texas A&M just got to the SEC a couple years ago, but this is 10 years now, counting this year, where Georgia and Alabama – have only played one time, one time in 10 years. How does that happen? You only had 12 teams, six in each side. Now you have seven in each side. How do you only play Georgia one time in the regular season? 2015, the only time they've met head-to-head and it's because Alabama's got a great way of finagling schedules. They'll play the Citadel this year before Auburn. They play an FCS opponent every year week 11 before the Iron Bowl game. So it is what it is. They're the best team, but at the end of the day, the scheduling's an absolute joke in the SEC. So what we're saying here is Georgia has only played in the regular
2: season, Alabama, once in how many years? Ten, counting this year. Now, is it a coincidence, Brad Powers? (laughs) Alabama has been favored like 129 out of the last 130 games, right? Some variation of that. Do you
5: have the exact number? Uh, Right now it would be 117 out of the last 118 games. Okay. (laughs) And what game were – Bam what
2: game was Bama the Underdog? Yeah, yet? in
5: 2015, on the road at Georgia, Alabama was a slight underdog. <laughs> huh. Final I was score say, Alabama 38. Huh. To I was gonna say, did they play the Patriots or something? I
3: don't remember. Yeah. Like- well, but but think
2: about that. So we're saying the one time they've been an underdog in 118 games, and somehow through some randomness or whatever, they never play in the regular season. Hmm.
6: May I remind you, in this archdiocese, God don't run the bingo. <laughs> <laughs> It's Nick Saban. RJ, it's not just that. Where'd the SEC network come from? ESPN. Who, hold, who holds the uh, College World Series on TV? ESPN. Isn't it ironic how six SEC teams made it to the Super Regionals in baseball this year, and they all played each other just by chance? You know why? Because it guaranteed three SEC teams going to Omaha with a shot to win the College World Series. Oh,
5: Conspiracy theory.
6: Oh, man. Ken, Ken, Ken Thompson.
2: I'm R.J. Bell straight out of Vegas. But I didn't get the answer to my question. and You know, I don't like that. Yes. (laughs) Here's the question. Give me the scenario that Georgia and Alabama make, both make the playoffs. There's going to have
5: to be multiple conference champions with two losses. That's the only case. And then Alabama and Georgia play a classic game that's decided by one possession.
6: I don't agree. I think if Alabama's only loss is in the SEC title game to an undefeated Georgia team, then both teams will have an outstanding shot to get there cuz Alabama's already proved they can come from that.
2: Okay, but but let's think about this. Let's say you have a one-loss Oklahoma. Let's you, let's be a little pessimistic. Okay. You have a one-loss Oklahoma wins the Big 12. A one-loss Ohio State wins the Big 10. And Notre Dame Goes undefeated.
5: Yeah, in that scenario, so, no way, no way.
2: Alabama loses to Georgia. Who do you leave out? If Alabama only has the one loss, yeah, and you said champion, but, but wait, wait. But, I just asked you a question, right? Alabama loses to Georgia. They've right. got one loss. Georgia's in for sure. Okay. Ohio State wins the Big Ten. They've got one loss though. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma wins the Big Ten. They have one Big loss. 12. Notre Dame's undefeated, so they're in with Georgia. There's two spots left. Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma.
6: Who do you leave out? If everybody has one loss, Alabama will go before Oklahoma. You won't Ohio answer State. the question. You yes, will. will not <laughs> they answer will. the question. They will most certainly go. Oh
2: wait, Fezzik is coming in from the sidelines.
4: I'm willing to bet right now, Alabama with one loss gets in over any other conference champion with one loss. I agree. Where's the button?
5: Are you kidding me? If scenario comes to fruition, you guys are out of your
2: minds. But you know, you got to give them credit. I heard someone on radio say, "How crazy was it?" That there's five conferences and four spots. This is what if it's
6: eight and we were talking between eight and nine, it wouldn't be near as interesting. RJ, first off, who's Ohio State's lost to and who's Oklahoma's lost to? Because if Alabama's lost, conference to title's got to mean something. But not if you if you're losing to a team that's going to be in the playoff. If you're going to lose to an undefeated Georgia team and you're Alabama, trust me, you are in there. If especially if it's a close game. All right, listen, we're going to be talking a lot of Notre Dame. We left them off to the side.
2: We're going to be talking a lot of Notre Dame the rest of this week. Let's get to the Associated Press and the pros versus the AP.
3: Yes, here on Straight Out of Vegas, it's Vegas versus the world. In this case, the Associated Press. First up, Brad Powers versus the AP.
5: Yeah, and right now I think LSU is clearly overrated. An LSU team that I actually bet and liked a lot last week against Ole Miss. Right now in the AP poll, LSU number five. I don't have LSU. Forget the top five. I don't have the Tigers in my top ten. Right now I have the uh, LSU number 11 in my power ratings.
2: Okay, so you, vow, you think LSU is mighty good, just not as good as the AP thinks. Yeah,
5: I mean, if we're just doing a resume, okay. Give him credit. LSU won on the road against Auburn, barely, and luckily. Won against Miami away from home, luckily, as far as field position goes. Yes, the wins look good, but you got to look at the box score and how the team's actually playing. LSU's not a top-ten team.
2: Quick question. Is Vegas' opinion of LSU, the betting market, closer to AP or you
5: it's closer to me and in fact even though I have LSU you know overrated I would say I'm more highly I have LSU more highly regarded than most of Vegas Ken do you
2: agree
6: LSU is overrated compared to the AP I do
2: next up taking on the
3: Associated Press is none other than Ken Thompson
6: Ah, uh, the Kentucky Wildcats. Look, Mark Stoops doing a great job. Back-to-back seven-win seasons. This year off to a 5-0 start. But let's look at the schedule real quick. Central Michigan. Look, they shocked Florida. They've lost 34-35 to, to Florida. They went into the Swamp. Give them credit. They found a way to win. And they've won their other games. They were dominant defensively against South Carolina. But I think it's all going to fall in the next few weeks for Kentucky. And they are ranked 13th. I've got them in my, uh, early t- my low 20s, RJ.
2: I've said this a few times, and I'll say it again. I know... Mark Stoops, a little bit. I was at his wedding, so more than a little. And he's an emotional dude. He's like a Mike Tomlin. And I think when this team is riding a wave, I think after they lose their first game, I might look to fade them. But when the wave is, I would ride, I'm not saying play on them, but boy, Kentucky's the kind of team under Stoops I think that can ride a wave. And let me say this. We might have a star, you know, a star is born Ken Thompson's killing it, Brad. <laughs> All right. So, next up, I'm going to ask Michael Lombardi a question that no one seems able to answer.
3: That's coming up next here on Straight Out of Vegas. First, though, for the latest from around the world of sports, Isaac Lohengrin.
7: Jonas Adams Schefter reports that Seattle Seahawks linebacker Michael Kendricks today was suspended indefinitely by the NFL for violating the personal conduct policy in September. Kendricks pleaded guilty to insider trading and is scheduled to be sentenced in January. Rob Gronkowski once again did not practice today for the Patriots, who faced the Colts just two days from now on Thursday night football. Baseball today, the Minnesota Twins fired manager Paul Molitor after four seasons. Tonight at 8 Eastern, the National League wildcard game as the Cubs and Rockies clash at Wrigley Field. And finally, a short time ago, the Los Angeles Police Department announced charges against multiple teenagers in connection with a string of burglaries that included the homes of Yasiel Puig of the Dodgers and Rams receiver Robert Woods, whose house was broken into last Thursday while he was playing a game against the Vikings at the L.A. Coliseum. And get this, also recovered his evidence, a list of future Burglary targets, including none other than new Laker LeBron James. SMH. Guys, back to you. Thanks, Isaac. Here, straight out of
3: Vegas, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800 947 Auto. The only hard part figuring out which way is easier.
2: You know, let's talk a little Notre Dame here. Um, I think it's careful how we talk about this because on one hand, they're not even up to a, a Georgia. We know Alabama's by themselves, and Brad, we've discussed it. The consensus opinion is Bama would be 17 points favored over Notre Dame. Uh, Ken, you haven't discussed this with us. Do you agree with that number? Uh, it's
6: a staggering number, but I can't disagree right now. Are you going to be anxious?
2: You're going to be pressing the green button and betting bat- on Notre Dame
6: at I 17? Am I am not betting against Alabama. Okay. <laughs> so no matter what, you're not betting against Bama? Not now. Huh. Not until somebody else shows me something that's going to let me feel that they have an opportunity. And I thought Clemson might have had that opportunity switching quarterbacks, but now there's a lot of gray matter there as well. Um. But what would Notre Dame be against Georgia?
2: So let's say in your rankings, Brad Powers, you've got Georgia number two. Yep. What would be the Georgia-Notre Dame? Because to me, it's one thing to say Bama's in a different class, but is there a third tier, meaning is there Bama, and then Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State, and then and maybe Clemson's in between these two, so George is the best of the other than Bama. Yep. What would they be on a neutral against Notre Dame?
5: About a touchdown, 7-8 points.
6: Wow. Wow. Ken, does that sound right? That sounds good. I mean, I boy, I'll tell you it is just just trying Notre to Notre Dame that right in now is
5: less than a touchdown favorite against Virginia Tech, a team that lost to Old Dominion. Get out of here with I that. understand. Have you been to Blacksburg? And, yeah, Have you ever been to Blacksburg for a game? i'm I'll compare you. This Clemson team that everyone's, you know, throwing in the trash is laying 17 to Wake Forest. Two weeks ago, Notre Dame was only laying six to Wake Forest. Get out of here
6: with that. How'd that game turn out? Notre Dame at Wake Forest. Yeah, they want to cover. Yeah, I am just
5: comparing here. I
6: mean, yeah, tell you, quarterback can. switch, and they changed. Yeah, they blew him out. I tell you, Ken, I think Brad came so strong, you didn't know what to do there. Well, Notre Dame's his team, but for him not to <laughs> recognize that they made a quarterback switch and they went there as a short dog against the guys from Winston-Salem, they blew him out by 25-plus. All right, let me ask this question.
2: Clemson, we were talking about where they should be. Ken Thompson, you have a very strong opinion, because let's be candid, Brad's been getting a lot of love here, but we call it the way it happens. Truth is the king. You thought Clemson was right there with Bama. What would, Mm. before the first game of the year, you know, cold, what's that, ice cold takes or whatever they call them? What would you had the line between Alabama and Clemson on a neutral? Brad Powers.
5: Alabama three.
2: Okay. And today?
5: (laughs) Alabama 12. Okay. That's a big adjustment in a month.
2: Some of that's Bama, but some of that, is Clemson. Ken, what are you
6: seeing with Clemson? Their is not strong. Their defensive line's outstanding, there's no doubt. We know those four guys are all going to play on Sundays. But other than that, they're struggling, and the offense is going... Three and out sometimes and putting pressure on that defense. So the defense outside of the front line, not strong enough. And Kellen Mond for Texas A&M showed, even though that line is great, you can improvise and you can make plays outside and stay away from that defensive line, which is a strength of Clemson. And then Lawrence, unless he's going to be able to get in there and take good, sturdy hits. I mean, if he's not able to take a good shot like he did last week, they could be in a lot of trouble. And now Bryant's gone.
5: Yeah, and here's the issue that I have with Clemson. Okay, now you got a quarter, but you got a really bad quarterback situation right now. Yes, you have Trevor Lawrence who's back this week against Wake Forest. But are you going to be willing to run him anymore? Are you going to run your full offense knowing that he's already gotten banged up in his first career start? You have a relatively inexperienced guy behind him, and after that it's just a bunch of walk-ons and true freshmen. I got to wonder if Clemson's going to be very conservative on the offense side of the ball moving forward. If what not- do you think, John? Uh, let's say if Notre Dame and Clemson both finish undefeated.
3: And there's one spot left in the college football playoff. Who gets it?
2: I don't think – I think that's an impossible hypothetical. Well, I won't say impossible because, in theory, Oklahoma could be undefeated and Ohio State. Right. But I think an undefeated Clemson, an undefeated Notre Dame, gets in ahead of any one lost champion. Yep. And, and I mean, I mean even if Alabama somehow loses a game early – still makes the conference finals and beats Georgia, and they're a one-loss champion. I don't think you can have an ACC champ, especially one with the pedigree of Clemson, that's undefeated,
6: not making. Exactly. My sentiments exactly. All right, so what if all of them finish undefeated? Yeah, so but it we is have possible, this every though. year. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't
5: happen. That's yeah. just the reality. It you never know,
6: happens. Well, I know. <laughs> and it, well, 16 never beat a one, but it happened this year. No, no, no. I hear you. And it, Listen. It'd be a good week for talk
2: radio. Right? <laughs> Let's just, say Jonas. Yes. Jonas will be doing that oh, that four hour overnight shift. No problem. Oh, man, I'll just take the, no.
3: the top six and do two segments on each. Come on, man. That'll build the whole show.
2: <laughs> Last question to the college experts. Matty Holt, who is a bookmaker, longtime bookmaker, super sharp. He's going to be on the show tomorrow, join in the wise guy roundtable. He said, "Look at the SEC." And look at all the underdogs covering. If you look at other than Bama, the dogs are covering at a very, the underdogs at a very high rate. Any ideas of why? My first thought, my gut instinct, is this is a, the SEC is not as good as they typically are, and thus the difference between the, the third best team and the eighth best team isn't as much as a typical year. Invest the dogs or cash and any thought. Does that sound right? Or what do you guys think?
5: It does. I mean, for several years, when when the SEC won six straight national champions, it was three or four dominant teams in the conference each year. LSU, Florida, Alabama, Georgia, all those teams. Now it's pretty much Alabama to a lesser extent, Georgia. And then everyone else seems to be on an even playing field. Not surprised. But 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 that's
2: not perception.
5: No, that's not perception. And that's
2: when when the perception has there being, being a big difference between teams when there's not, the dogs cover. Dogs have been covering in the SEC.
6: Yeah, but the, also the lower echelon teams in the SEC, like Vanderbilt, have picked their game up. Derek Mason's done a nice job. They went into South Bend, only lose by five. So, again, you're seeing some of the bottom-tier teams up their ante a little bit.
2: Sharpest Roundtable on radio. Ken Thompson, Brad Powers, I'm R.J. Bell. And when we come back... It's best bets. We have best bets last segment of every show. This one's special. We're going to tell the story of Fezzik that makes you think this guy can see the future, and he's going to give you another one of these picks.
3: That's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you always wanted, and it's money-making time next here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Right out of Vegas!
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
2: I'm RJ Bell. We are Straight Out of Vegas, and this is our special best bet segment. Every show, the last segment is all about either best bets, or or we have the number one game of the night. We're going to break it down for you, and that's certainly the case in baseball. And we got Jonas with us. Jonas, I was covering for you there, buddy. Oh, jeez, sorry about think? that. Yeah, it's outstanding, fantastic. Yeah, see, maybe we don't need Jonas after all. <laughs> all right, we were just entering the baseball game tonight. Yes, so
3: we've got an NL wild card game, single elimination at Wrigley Field. Right now, the Cubs, a minus one forty favorite over the Rockies.
2: You know, I think across the country, it's like, no, 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 keep Jonas, keep Jonas. That's what I'm guessing. (laughs) Yes. All right. To me, guys, this is one, a baseball game where the dynamics are unlike anything, where you play, you know, one game, then you travel, and you're playing another game, and you travel. Let's, Fez, let's lay out those dynamics first on this baseball game.
4: Yeah, so Colorado, third city in three days. They were at home in Colorado on Sunday. Monday, they're in Los Angeles, and now Tuesday, they have to travel to Chicago.
2: I mean, that just never happens, right? How, how much of a negative is that in your handicap? How much do you downgrade the Rockies for that? Got
4: to be worth at least 15 cents in the line.
2: Now think about it, guys. When we talk about spread bets, we move things points. In baseball, it's a money line. Minus 130 means you got to bet 130 to win 100. Ken, any quick takes on the game?
6: Yeah, you also have to couple in that Freeland, their pitcher, 17-7 and seven on the year, but pitching on three days rest, so out of his uh, normal routine.
2: Yeah, interesting.
6: All that said, up at pregame.com,
2: the number one guy that has a pick on it. So we have thousands of people making picks on our platform. There's a fellow that's up 16 units in baseball just this month. So if you had bet 100 bucks a game on him, you'd be up 1600 just in the last 30 days. Rockies on the money line. So from the pregame community, they're bucking three days rest, Bucking all the travel and the picks on the Rockies. Guys
3: here at Straight of Vegas, we are brought to you by Geico, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Now it is best bet time, and we start with
6: Ken Thompson. All uh, right, let's get back to those Kentucky Wildcats. Look, it's a great story. They're 5-0. and Benny Snell up there for the Heisman consideration and got good odds on them, 8-1 to last week. So I know some people, very sharp people I respect, that got down on that. But they're going to A&M, and it's the 12th man. Clemson's been there. They've also gone to... Alabama so they play two of the best teams in the country AM will be ready Fisher will have them ready and Kellen Mond one of the better quarterbacks that knows how to improvise also Travion Williams the running back he doesn't want to be outshined by Benny Snell look for him to have a big game I like AM a lot minus the five and a half I think they win this game between seven and 14 points I'm all over the guys with the 12th man the guys from College Station Texas A&M
2: okay so this is early Tuesday early best bat And usually if you got an early best bet, if you are going to play it, play it early because as the week progresses, the lines get sharper. And when they get sharper, well, you win less, bet early when you can if you like it.
5: Brad, what's your take on that bet? Yeah, I've already bet AM. I love the Aggies in this game. So Rip, no green button. No green button. Uh, no, I'll have a green button. Benny Snell 8 to 1 to win the Heisman. Those <laughs> guys, That's expensive toilet paper. He's not going to win the Heisman. All right, so let's <laughs> do it. Let's do it real quick
2: cuz we can quickly negotiate a bet here. So the market's 8 to 1.
5: I, I'll, oh, I'll give you 25 to 1 right now. Holy cow, Ken! On Benny Snell. It doesn't matter. Two Attaguayolas. Oh Viola. my God! So are you Tua, Taga, off It's like from betting that?
6: against Secretariat, man. Are you kidding me? Two has got it wrapped up. It's <laughs> what if done. he gets hurt? That's the only way. So you're saying the market is eight to one? Yeah, that's right. The best. If I go out like and say, terrible. I, I
2: want to bet this guy to win the Heisman, I can get eight to one. Brad Powers says Ken Thompson i will give you twenty-five to one. Ken says, No, thank you. And
5: there you go. Wow.
6: Got to give Brad. Hey, listen. Give Brad some credit. Right there, no doubt about it. RJ, I'll give him some credit real quick. Cash Daniel also suspended first half there for Kentucky, their leading tackler, so a good first half bet, but that line won't come out till day of the game. All right, so best bet early from Ken, Texas AM.
3: You know, there's an old story in baseball where they say Babe Ruth called his shot in the World Series. They say he pointed the towards Cubs. the fence. Yeah, against the Cubs pointed towards the fence. That's but nobody knows for sure if that's true. A lot of people have debated whether or not that's sort of a make-believe to make Babe Ruth seem like this mythical figure. We have somebody who we've actually seen call his shot. Somebody who actually pointed towards the fence and in fact did hit that home run. And that somebody is Steve Fezzik.
2: Yeah, it was impressive. I mean, it was like it was like he had a premonition. Some people have premonitions. It was like he had. A premonition. Fez, tell the story last week. So one week ago, I picked the Cincinnati Bengals plus. He, he didn't get, he didn't. You think he'd be a little shy coming out like, all oh, shucks. No, he comes out <laughs> screaming. Like Let me tell you about this. Bengals plus
4: five and a half. I say, you got to bet this. Now the line is likely to drop. I like the Bengals a lot in this game. So the line drops all the way down to three and a half. What happens in the game? The Bengals are trailing by five late in the game with time running out. Everyone who bet the Bengals late in the week is sweating it out. A.J. Green makes them the money, not us, because even if they hadn't gotten the end zone, we would have cashed plus five and a half.
2: That's Steve Fezzik. In all the five boroughs, I'm known. I'm known (laughs) all over the world. It makes sense. Now, listen, Faz, you actually put out your line move predictions every Thursday, right? Yes. Five of them a week. You say... These five NFL games, this is the way I think the line's moving. You've done it for years, and when the line moves, if the line doesn't move at all, it's a tie. When it moves, you've been right over 70% of the time. Now, why does that matter? Jonas, think about a, 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 an NFL game you like. If Fs says the line's going to get better for you, you wait. If Fs says the line's going to get worse, you bet it early. And 70% of the time... You're going to get a better number doing it that way. Makes a ton of sense. All right, Fez. By the way, you can follow Fez on Twitter, at Sports. F-E-Z-Z-I-K, at Sports. Get those on Thursday. 30 seconds, Fez. What's your early best bet this week?
4: Batting, betting Seattle plus seven, hosting the Rams. Seattle has the biggest home field advantage in the NFL, worth 4 Points and Seattle has only played one game at home, so their stats don't look very good because most of their games have been on the road. Home run situation for Seattle and the odds makers—they've had enough of these Rams cashing all these tickets. They've inflated this line. Seattle
2: plus seven. So you're so you're saying you think the line's going to go down? Yes. The Rams are the most bet team in the NFL, and Fezik says. That the line's going to drop away from the Rams. Now, that's a prediction. We'll be checking in next week to see if it's correct.
3: He's RJ Bell, the voice of Vegas. I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. Back tomorrow, 6 Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific here on Fox Sports Radio. It's straight out of Vegas. Straight out of Vegas!
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com.